Hi, I'm Dr. Gilgamesh, and I'd like to introduce you to my podcast, Emotional Anatomy. It's an intelligently designed anatomy that has as its goal the recruiting your interest and curiosity as to how it works so that you can become more familiar with it and as a result, better at it and enjoy it more. Welcome. Good morning. Now, I'm sorry for the glare because uh, it is the morning sunshine and it does uh, do a little number on the camera. But <clears throat> we're back. I'm going to try to further elaborate because I, I realize that this is emotional anatomy and nothing's going to change. Therefore, it's very repetitious. And they call it compulsion when they tried to describe it uh, dynamically. And indeed, it is compulsion. Default emotional reflexes is my proposal for understanding what's going on. Uh, in the physical world, certainly reflexes are predictable. We know exactly what's going to happen if I get this just right. Boing, yep, and there's the reflex again. So <clears throat> likewise, in the brain, we're seeing <clears throat> networks of reflexes that are shaped into our emotional anatomy through our experiences. And now I'm proposing to us that we might understand that we are all narcissists. Uh, all right, as I said before, the only people that are offended by that are the people who have problem with their narcissism. Uh, but that to understand that is to be able to see into the emotional mirror more clearly and recognize that each of us is unique, thumbprint uniqueness, but still human. So the emotional anatomy in each of us has very <clears throat> similar features. Uh, we're, we are derived from the same DNA and the, and the brain then responding to life in a way that it was designed to respond turns out to have our personalities and they are painfully repetitious. I suppose that, that there may be some that would grow bored and and uh, and worried about uh, me being painfully repetitious. Okay, and and I am. I'm I'm stuck with me. My my brain has been shaped this way through a, a long period of time. I've been working on this project for over fifty five years, even yeah, even a little longer. We're seeing ourselves more clearly. I like to say confident, comfortable, and familiar with ourselves. And it is through that familiarity then that we can understand emotional anatomy, see the default emotional reflexes, recognize them in advance of them taking off, understand freedom versus slavery, and that rather than being slave to our reflexes, we begin to make intelligent choice. We begin to make wise choice. We, we <clears throat> become far more aware. And that is what I'm proposing to you, that we are all involved. Our narcissism demands that we collaborate because no one of us can figure this out by ourselves. And it is from that perspective that then I approach you and remind you that in a previous uh, 
podcast, I suggested to you that we would see our success as a pride-driven narcissistic vision. And you see, I'm not being critical of us. I'm simply describing that as the vision comes to you and clarifies, you feel better about yourself if you respond and, and, and accomplish. I'm, 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 you know, I, I can understand that how this happened to me, right? At the age of 10, I'm, I'm confronted by my brother's schizophrenia, or at least that's what they called it at the time. They still do, by the way, and I still do. It, it's an unfortunate reality of mankind that these emotional wounds, the, the, the scars of the brain, are not easily understood, and that when the mind attempts to understand it, it can get very confused and actually experience some pretty bizarre phenomena. But our job as collaborators is to navigate this experience together. Through collaboration, the experience becomes one of personal contribution to making the world a better place because you're here. And personal significance is one of the principles of healthy human experience. So we want to help each other experience personal significance. I summarize it as you're important and valuable to the future of the world. And this pride-driven uh, narcissistic vision is actually a privilege. It's a, it's a privilege to have a vision that so is, is, is so exciting and, and generates such passion that you would spend your entire life in pursuit of it. Now, the challenge for us is how to help each other discover their, their vision. And not only that, but hold on to it well enough so that it, it, it is a satisfying, pride-generating experience. On the other hand now, seven deadly sins, pride being one of them, you can get stuck in pride. You can get stuck and trapped in these places. That's my point, is that the emotional anatomy uh, has traps within it, many of them, by the way, including Haagen-Dazs bars. <laughs> oh boy, what a discipline we have to have in order to avoid eating too many of those. And each of us finds our own struggle, right? Smackdown guerrilla wrestling on cosmic television. So here we are, we're watching this television, and my challenge is to introduce you to the freedom that can change the channel. We don't have to go on watching the same channel that we're stuck on because the language is changing. It's no longer a criticism of your ego strength because you happen to be stuck on channel 32. It, it happens to be our collaboration where we boldly proclaim, I'm stuck on channel 32 and then can start navigating our way into realizing freedom to choose for the better, freedom to choose a better channel. And that's what I'm proposing as the language, the open source language of understanding how the mind works so that we would be able to, each of us, begin to confront the reality 
of our cascading emotional reflexes over which we have no control. In, in the news lately, of course, uh, there's all kinds of accusation, uh, accusation everywhere. Uh, it, it seems to be a way of deflecting um, personal responsibility for our growth and development. If I can accuse another person for how they've inflicted injury upon me, then it's their fault. But that's called blame. And blame is as much an emotional trap as, as anything else. And, and certainly uh, this idea of sexual uh, compulsive, impulsive activity right, is overwhelming because all that we have to do then is be compulsively driven to accuse another and then we have to be compulsively driven to deny and we have to be compulsively driven to protect ourselves because uh, uh, an accusation of that sort uh, would, would damage our reputations and, and so we... we <laughs> have learned, I suppose, the political system has learned and taught us deny, 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 and till the last minute, Richard Nixon. And that, uh, and so we're challenged, all of us, even at the level of the presidency, to begin seeing ourselves more clearly as a, an emotional anatomy that has personal responsibility to help others understand. In fact, I, I would much prefer to have our government help us understand how this works. I, I think that it's my responsibility to try and express from my limited narcissistic perception, uh, my take on the language, my take on the open source language of how this works, but this cascading default emotional reflex certainly challenges me from time to time and I've called it a tug of war, a battle, a wrestling match. It, it, it has to do with realizing that, you know, they try to claim that the dynamic consequences of greed account for the troubles of mankind. Well, that blames greed or isolates it, and certainly it's a powerful emotion, and I'm not trying to minimize its impact upon us, but I am changing the personal responsibility to yourself and myself to recognize the implications of greed in our own lives, to feel it, sense it, realize it, and understand that Gosh, you know, as I put myself out here on a podcast, I, on a podcast, I suppose I'm a little bit greedy to wish that I could do a good job at it, or that my pride would be at stake as I attempt to do a good job, or that my narcissism could be wounded because somebody is going to you know, call up and say you're doing a rotten job, or uh, become critical of me, etc. All I'm attempting to do is point out to you that you have the privilege of making a free choice to contribute making a better world.
by your own free choice. The choices that you make make a difference. That's personal significance. That means that every single human that walks this planet is significant to the future of the world by the choices that they make. But no one's ever taught them that. No one's ever put that into the school system. We're attempting to reach one another. I'm attempting to reach the physicians that this conversation could begin to expand to others. Freedom versus slavery. It's a marvelously short textbook on psychological science. But it helps us begin to see the consequence of default emotional reflexes. And certainly, one of the default emotional reflexes is how badly I feel that I've inflicted them upon my children. And I have. And they're, they've responded well, and they've navigated uh, well enough so that I get to feel excited for them. Confident, comfortable, and familiar with ourselves allow us, allows us to make these free choices that assist in making the world a better place because we're here. We're all narcissists. We're all dependent upon each other to improve our personal navigation. You know, my, my daughters are my, they're, they're my best critics. They're the people that can get to me fastest. They're the people that can help adjust the way I present this faster than anybody. Uh, and I'm sure that that's true of many of us, that we would have relationships with others that uh, really impact us more and more. And because indeed, uh, we feel wounded or hurt if, if we're rejected. Uh, but I'm not attempting to reject anyone. I'm attempting to say that we are personally significant to the future of the world. I'm introducing you to an architecture of emotional anatomy that begins with our investment in your confidence. Confident, comfortable, and familiar with your emotional anatomy allows you to navigate successfully, heart home, experience the lens of awe and wonder, see yourself far more clearly within this reflection in the emotional mirror, navigating the emotional ocean and that emotional ocean then has storms and turbulence and currents and confusions mixed within it and we can get stuck in them and that's the beauty of it all because here comes the most simple and magnificent genius of it all is that you can witness exactly where you get stuck by attempting to return heart home through gratitude. And anything that stops you is exactly what we're looking for. Thank you. Okay, well, what's stopping me? Uh, insecurity, uncertainty, worry. Are you getting it? Am I saying it properly for you? Oh, darn it. I made a mistake. Ah, the impulse-driven moods and attitudes that would make mistakes and be so very costly. Tuition is our most expensive part of life. We're learning, we're growing up, we're getting better. And we've discovered personal significance means that 
I get to try to help you understand what I'm saying, and I'm recruiting you to help me understand what you're saying. We become collaborators. We become independent individuals seeking to do our best to contribute to the better world, one little step at a time. Thanks for listening. I'll keep trying. Keep coming back. And then join in and let's expand the conversation. I'm genuinely excited about being able to bring you uh, insights to a new way of looking at the mind and how it works. Emotional anatomy. Heart home wisdom. Gratitude guides your heart home so that you may discover the lens of awe and wonder. These are concepts that I hope will liberate the world into vision, excited, alive, free to choose. Now, the podcasts are free, and if you're enjoying them, that's great. Uh, you can support this through patreon.com backslash emotional anatomy. Donations are very much appreciated, and uh, we'll continue podcasting. Join us. Thank you.